Welcome everybody. This is Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable here in El Paso, Texas. And I just want to give a shout out real quick to um, all of our uh, uh, Haitians, bro brothers and sisters who came uh, from Haiti. Uh, so, you know, um, today is October 7, 2021, and it's 7 p.m. And uh, let me tell you, uh, we have a, a large number of refugees coming from Haiti. And so last Sunday, and probably the week before that, I started helping out the Haitian pastor uh, here in El Paso, Texas. He has a church called Walk by Faith International Missionary um, Mission Church, and it's located at 6400 Airport Road. And uh, Pastor Jay, uh, we, his name is Pastor Jacob, but we call him Pastor Jay. Uh, he received covid uh, he, he got uh, infected with COVID, and so he's been quarantined at home, taking medications, and um, and he is um, doing well. As I I, I know God, God, thank God, you know that that he is uh, home and he's getting healed. But there's a lot of refugees in our cities. A lot of them have COVID. A lot of them are staying at Pastor Jay's church, which is at 6400 Airport. So if you have uh, any toiletries. Things like that. You can go by his church and drop things off. Any clothes, uh, food, cans, uh, uh, food items that do not get bad because there's no. He doesn't have a refrigerator in his church, and so those are things that he's looking for. But we've been doing a collection at our church, at LifeGate Church, which is located at one zero five 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 Edgemere, here on the east side of El Paso, and we have a, a large. Uh, our congregation has uh, has really dug deep into their homes and trying to get clothing and shoes and children clothing and babies uh, attire and also uh, uh, hygiene items which are really needed and uh, we really need a feminine napkins feminine sanitary napkins and toothbrush toothpaste underarm deodorants for both men and women combs picks. Uh, Afro picks, you know, uh, and also uh, women underwear of all sizes and children diapers of all sizes, okay? Infants, newborn, you know, toddlers, you know, 9 to 12, 12 to, you know, 10 months old, uh, whatever you can um, spare, we really appreciate it. Uh, we've been working here at, in El Paso, Texas, at LifeGate Church and trying to... Um, trying to get uh, the the message of God's, uh, of, of Jesus Christ's love to these people here in El Paso who are Haitian refugees. Um, they're in hotels around the city. Some people may already know where they are located, and maybe you can take items there also. So we're just trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus and trying to take out thing, take things, items that are important to them in their plight uh, coming from Haiti across the border and then on to wherever their final destination here is, El Paso, Texas. And so um, that is uh, that is where we are, we're at today, and that's what we're doing. Um, I have a reaching the Harvest Christian Church up in the Northeast uh, has uh, helped us with items. Uh, Cornea Christian uh, Fellowship Church, Cornea Fellowship Church here on the east side. Pastor Alicia Luciano helped us with items from her uh, storage shed with clothes and shoes, children items, clothing and things like that. 
And all the members in LifeGate Church who so far have donated their time to go to the church and bring items. I really appreciate it. God really blesses those who give to the poor. Remember that. God blesses those who give to the poor. The, re the Haitian refugees are here in El Paso, Texas, and they're probably all over the United States and all over Texas coming across the border. So we want to make sure that we're we're representing Jesus Christ to them. I've reached out to other churches, and uh, I, don't, I haven't heard from them, but I, I pray that they're probably doing something themselves and trying to reach out to these people and trying to help them with food and, and clothing and sanitary, uh, sanitary items, hygiene items. Okay? Amen. Uh, so that's what's been going on here in El Paso for myself, and uh, and uh, let's uh, let's go to the word and prayer as we start to go into our Bible study. Amen. Father God, we just come before you. We thank you for this time and opportunity to be here uh, live on Facebook and in my podcast, Father God. Father, I just pray that you watch over us while we dig into your word father god bless bless this time with that we have that everything that i say father be to your glory father god put me to the side and speak through me and for me in jesus christ we pray amen all right uh hello Priscilla. hello brother don god bless you thank you for joining us all right so hey let me uh let me go here to ephesians chapter 3 and remember, the, the book of Ephesians, or the letter of Ephesians, is, is a letter that John, a correction, Paul wrote to the Ephesian church. And and uh, the Ephesians church has been, you know, devoted to the Christian walk, but there's been people that come into their lives, into their congregations, I should say, into their temples, and start to distract people, and start to make bring laws that shouldn't really be there. You know, like, we have people like, that they have people like who are Jews and they're trying to maintain the the doctrine of you know once a, a male is born we need to circumcise him but you know we need to do that also to the Gentiles and you know Paul was like hey man we're not we're not doing that anymore we're not that's that's the old covenant where we're not doing things like that anymore now we're accepting everyone and this this chapter in chapter three Paul is trying to address the Ephesian church as telling them, hey, hey guys, look, we are now one body. We are now Jew and Gentile. We are not separate no more. We are not slave. We are not white, black, yellow, Chinese, Indian, um, European, Australian. We're not um, Japanese. We, we are Christians and we are all in the body of Christ now, okay? So let's let's start reading here in, in verse one uh, of Ephesians chapter three, uh, verse one. It says, "For this reason, I Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of the Gentiles." Paul loves to identify himself as a prisoner. He also likes to identify himself as a bond servant to Jesus Christ, someone who he has been enslaved to. You see, when we become Christians, we, we become a servant of Jesus Christ. Okay, we, we serve just like just like our churches are doing now here in El Paso with all the Haitian refugees. We are serving others and we need to be, uh, we need to acknowledge that we are no longer just separate human beings running around doing our own thing. Now we are part of the kingdom of God and we live 
and breathe Jesus. We we need to know. We, we need to let the people know that what we're doing is we're doing unto unto the people for Christ Jesus. Amen. And and some of these uh, people who are living here, uh, they need to get to know who Jesus is. And I believe that through through our example, that they will get to know the love of Jesus. As we as I gone out there before. Um, just saying hello to them in Spanish and, and being out there and ministering to them and telling them that Jesus loves you. That's all I've been telling them. Jesus loves you. You know, God is our Father. You know, thank you for, you know, being patient with me and bringing you clothes. Please, you know, go slowly through the clothes. Try to find things that fit you. If it doesn't fit you or you don't like it, you know, don't just, you know, just put it to the side so we can, maybe someone else might like that item. And, and they've been really respectful. They've been really humble, uh, and and really also, you know, just thanking us for for helping them uh, with clothing and and uh, hygiene items. And so, Paul is telling the, the the Gentiles, "Hey, look, you know, I'm a prisoner of Christ." And at this time that he's writing this letter to the Church of Ephesus, he is imprisoned, and he wants to get a Roman. Uh, hearing through the Roman Empire, through the open Roman Emperor, which is Nero in this time. And since he has dual citizenship, he is a Jew and a Roman citizen, he is uh, given that uh, that right to go and present himself uh, to, uh, to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to the emperor. And so we have, um, we have a, a, we see that Jesus has been teaching him and asking him to to really, he's digging down deep. Once he got converted and, and, and Jesus followed him on the road to Damascus, he really put Paul in his place. Back then he was Saul, but he put him in his place and he says, hey man, you know, I'm going to use you for for my kingdom and you're going to be the one who goes out there and preaches to the gentiles the non-jews those who you don't consider uh, yourself to be familiar with amen and so that's what he's doing here he's saying that i paul the prisoner of christ jesus for the sake of you gentiles amen in verse 2 it says surely you have heard about the administration of god's grace uh, that uh, that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation. Amen? Amen. And uh, that this is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. So so what, what Paul is saying is that there's a mi mystery here that he is trying to, to, to let people know. Paul explains more fully his ministry to the Gentiles. The words, surely you have heard, are rhetorical. Paul assumed that the Ephesians and the believers in surrounding cities knew about the administration of God's grace that was given to him on their, the Gentiles' behalf. The administration of God's grace means the special stewardship and trust and commission that Paul had been given and the grace and authority that he had been given in order to fulfill it. You see, he he has been given this authority and this authority, he wasn't made a disciple like when Judas died, right? When when Judas died, uh, uh, he 
They replaced him with someone else. They kind of voted someone in. Paul wasn't voted in. He, he had an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. And, uh, and, and you can read that story in the book of Acts. And where he, he encountered Christ Jesus on the road to Damascus and it changed his life forever. And this here is telling you that, that he has been given authority to preach to the Gentiles. And that's what he told Ananias when he was going to go to see him. And he says, hey, Lord, do you know who that man is? Do you really know who he is? And the Lord says, I got a special assignment for him. I, I pray that one day that God would always... You know, every once in a while that God would just give me a special assignment. You know, I'm, I'm the youth, a youth pastor at our church, and I'm also have a special assignment in reaching out to the Haitian community here in El Paso. And I believe that, man, Christ is just using people today. Like my pastor said, the Lord has brought the missionary field to the church. Normally, we would go out to places like Haiti and Mexico and Dominican Republic and Venezuela, Nicaragua. People would go to Russia and China, uh, things like that, to preach the gospel. But how funny it is that the Lord has it that he brought the people, the mission field, to us. I, when my pastor said that, I was like, wow, that's so true. That is very true. He brought the mission field to the church. In verse 4, it says, in, the, in reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. When a church received a letter from Paul or one of the other apostles, such as letters from Peter, James, Jude, a church leader would read the letter out loud to the assembled congregation. They didn't have a printing press. They couldn't pass the letter around. They just got one letter and they just read it out loud for everyone to hear. The mystery of Christ means the mystery about Christ or the mystery, the substance of which Christ in Colossians chapter 1 verse 27, the mystery is the indwelling Christ. You know, in, in, in Christmas time, we sing that song, Emmanuel, right? And, uh, and what the word Emmanuel really means is that it's God with us. And when Jesus Christ came to the earth, was born of a virgin, and he lived among us. He dwelled among us, right? God made into flesh. And Jesus kind of, not kind of, but represented God here on earth. He was, he was, the, he was God walking in the flesh among the people, learning to live with the people, trying to understand the people that he has been always watching over. And becoming human, I feel that he was able to really really understand the trials and tribulations. Even though he's an all-knowing God, he knows what we're dealing with. But you know what? For him to come down and give us the opportunity to actually have him here on earth and then to die on the third day, like, correction, to die on the cross and then rise on the third day, that is what gives us our hope. That, will, that is what completes our faith. Amen? Amen. Let's continue on. Uh, so, this, this indwelling Christ is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, the mystery refers to God's plan to unite all of all creation in Christ. There's, in every nation, every tongue, every, every culture, 
to unite the church, to unite the people in Christ Jesus. That is the mystery. The mystery refers to the fact that Jews and Gentiles who believe are united in Christ. We are one. Just as Jesus is in the Father and the Father is in Him, Jesus also is in us. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I must go so that the Comforter will come. So He could teach you all things. Because what He hears, He hears only from the Father. Imagine the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that hovered over the face of the earth. The same spirit that was, was uh, leading the people out of Egypt, a bondage across the river uh, as, a, as a pillar of fire at night, protecting them, and, a, and as a, a cloud by day. The same Jesus, the same Holy Spirit, amen? The same Holy Spirit who, who, who uh, uh, blessed Mary with the, the seed to have a child and name him Jesus. Same spirit that blessed Mary, a correction, Martha, the cousin, the aunt of Mary, to bless her with John the John, who we know as the John the Baptist. The same spirit also raised Christ from the dead. And that same spirit made a big, huge impact in the upper room in, 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 in the book of Acts. And that impact has been impacting the Christian world ever since. Ever since. In verse 5, it talks about, In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. You see, back then, the Holy Spirit didn't dwell in man. The Holy Spirit just only spoke to one person, and that one person spoke to the people, and that's how we have our prophets. And since since the New Testament, now that we have the Holy Spirit, the prophets have were the disciples and the, and those who were appointed by the disciples to go and preach and to continue continue to preach the gospel throughout the world. And the, amen, amen. So God's method of communicating with the Israelites was to reveal his word to a chosen prophet. And then that person revealed the plans to, to the people. But to have Jews and Gentiles all in one place, that was forbidden. But because of Christ's death on the cross, now we have no veils. Now we can enter freely into the throne room of God. We can come boldly before God in our spiritual man, that we can talk to God the Father directly. We don't need a high priest. Jesus Christ is our high priest. He is the one now who is in charge of the church. Amen. Amen. Uh, Peter received a dream making clear to him that the gospel message was meant not for the Jews alone, but also for Gentiles. Peter followed God's guidance. So Cornelius, a Roman centurion, and his household became believers, received the Holy Spirit, and were baptized. Likewise, Paul, likewise, Paul received a message. The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage, as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so must you also testify in Rome. What an what a awesome ministry. What a mystery that we now have of being united one with God. 
united one in Christ Jesus, having the same Spirit of the Father. In verse 6 of Ephesians 3, it says, This mystery is that through the gospel the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise of Christ Jesus. We now share the promises that God has promised way back on to the prophets through Abraham. That Abraham will be a father of many nations. And we are part of that generation. We are part of that far off generation. Even, even Joel in 2.6 talked about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in, in man. That each one of us can, can receive the Holy Spirit. And, and the reason why this doesn't happen is because a lot of us separate ourselves from the church. We separate ourselves from God. Or we all think that we have to work for our salvation. Let me tell you a little secret. Salvation is free by the grace of God. We are forgiven. We are neither Jew nor Gentile. And we have access to God the Father. And when we have finished our time here on earth, we know that we will be we will be living in heaven with Christ Jesus. The scripture says that absent from the body, we will be present with the Lord. And I believe in that. I believe in that. I believe that we have a place to go to as soon as we expire to be here. Amen. So, so the extent of this inclusion and the radical change, the Jews and Gentiles becoming one body under Christ's headship was not even considered. No one ever knew this until God revealed it to Paul and the other New Testament apostles and prophets. This inclusion of Gentiles with Jews is described in three terms. He talks about we are heirs together. Jews and Gentiles adopted into the same family, thus becoming brothers and sisters. Gentiles are fellow heirs of salvation and share equally with the Jews. We are members together, one body. They are united into one unit in under Christ, the head. The scripture talks about we are many members, but we are yet one body. Amen. And we are sharers together in the promise that they will be fellow partakers and co-partners in receiving the coming blessings promised in God's kingdom. We have promises that was made to the people of Israel that was also made available to us because we are now heirs and we share in the in this in this promises we share in this mystery we are one in the body of Christ amen amen <clears throat> before we were dead in our transgressions and now we are made alive in Christ we were dead uh, we were objects of wrath and shown God's mercy and given salvation. We follow the ways of the world and stand for Christ in truth. We once were God's enemies and now we're God's children. Enslaved to Satan, we are now free in Christ to love and to serve him. It's funny how we were all in our worldly lives. When, when, when we have discussions like, you know, people are like, well, you know, I go to church, that's good enough, you know, uh, or like I like to say EMC church, which is Easter, Mother's Day and Christmas church. 
There's a lot of people like that. A lot of people like that. There's no relationship. The, the church has kind of like deceived a lot of people and, and, and told them that we have to work for our salvation. We have to do things in order to get saved. We have to say certain prayers. We have to recite certain things in order for us to, to be saved. We have to be told what to do in order to have a life with God. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you that salvation is free. And all you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you will see that, that, uh, that we... We will live with the Lord and we will change from the inside out. People just don't understand that. They don't understand how, how what is it that makes us different? Why, how is it that we were sinners at one day going out to the clubs and partying and then, and then next thing you know, we change. <clears throat> When when we when we when we ask Christ into our life, we are submitting our whole life to Jesus, and we're asking Him to be Lord and ruler and King over us. When we when we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, there's a part of us that the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin, and that's why we don't sin. I mean. We're all not perfect, but we try to be as perfect as we can. We try to follow Jesus' example here on earth. This doesn't give us like a, a rule of saying, well, you know what, I'm saved and I can do whatever I want. No. Somewhere in your life, you have to change your thought process, your speech, your conduct, the way how you conduct yourself around your peers and your friends and your co-workers and students and faculties. You see, the Holy Spirit changes us from the inside out that you no longer want to drink. You no longer want to smoke. You no longer want to do drugs. You no longer want to hang around with people who are part of this world. Being part of this world is desiring the things of this world. And the things of this world will not help you get into the kingdom of God. When we ask Christ into our hearts, the Holy Spirit starts to, continue, starts to change us from the inside out. And therefore, what happens is, is that we, we, we little by little stop cursing, stop thinking negatively, stop lusting after women, stop uh, looking at pornography, stop doing drugs, stop drinking, stop uh, fighting and, and, and having a, uh, arguments and gossiping. This, this, this only happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is what changes man. We can't earn salvation. You can't work for it. A lot of people in our, in our day are deceived by thinking that we have to work for our salvation. It is God's free gift to man. It's in the scripture. God's grace is sufficient. He, he sent his son to die on the cross for all mankind, 
for their past sins, their sins of that day, and the sins of the future. So you don't have to, like, you don't have to think about, oh, I got to do this in order to be saved. No, just make it simple, like kiss. Keep it simple, silly. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Ask him into your heart. And seek the scriptures, start to read your Bible, get into a good Bible uh, church, found a good biblical foundation, uh, uh, find a church that studies the word and preaches the gospel. And, 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 and you'll see that you'll start to, you'll start to change. You'll start to make a difference in not only in you, the Holy Spirit will make a difference in your home, the Holy Spirit will make a difference in your atmosphere. You see, we don't have to recite prayers. We don't have to make sacrifices climbing up some mountain uh, to get to a, a point to the top to say prayers. You just pray right here in your bedroom or in your living room or in your quiet room or, you know, just pick a spot. Open the scriptures, start reading the scriptures, start studying the word. It's very hard for people to do that. It's very hard because people just don't understand. They, they've been indoctrinated in false teaching for so long that they don't know how to break away. And I'm telling you tonight, you can break away from all of that. You can break away from all of it. And, and it's just God, God loves us so much that he sent his only son and that whoever believed in him would never perish. He would never be abandoned. He would never be forsaken. He would always have God with us. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, 730. I thank you very much. We, we stop right here on verse 6 of, of the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, we'll continue uh, 7 on through 13 uh, next week. But I just want to finish uh, with letting you know that we are now one with Christ Jesus in the same body. And it's the one church united. Uh, we have salvation. Salvation is free. And God gives it to us. And we don't have to earn it. It is something already given. It's already something given. Amen. So let me tell you that uh, we... We are continuing to to uh, help out with the uh, Haitian refugees here in El Paso, Texas, and I hope and pray that that we can uh, get some people together. Um, hopefully, this Saturday at one zero five 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 Edgemere at LifeGate Church. Uh, I want to go there like about one or two o'clock in the afternoon and sort through clothes and things like that, and try to take some clothes and uh, items out to the refugees. So if you think you can uh, help out with this uh, in this this little uh, small uh, ministry, uh, just helping out the refugees, um, uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, Brother Mark is asking us, can we uh, consider this church? We consider this a Bible study, and that's why we we tell people that. They need to be affiliated with a body of Christ, with believers, and, and to belong to a church so that you can be accountable to someone, so that you can be uh, 
uh, so that you could be with someone and who's in charge of a church and be able to teach you that you're just not uh, one of these lost sheep who are just running around trying to to get bits and pieces. You you have to be you have to be under someone's uh, shepherd. You have to be you. We are sheep, and we and and Jesus made shepherds over us so that they can teach us the scriptures and and that we can be prayed for and we can have accountability with people and and helping and and being part of a ministry. Uh, just just sitting at at home is not is not is not cutting it. We have to be. The, the scripture tells us that we. We need to be part of the congregation. We need to be part of the church. We need to be involved. And um, the church needs us. The, the church needs every single one of us to help it to continue to perform uh, its ministries, to reaching out to those who need Christ, to, to reaching out to those who are lost in the world, to send out missionaries and to help people study the scriptures and get proficient in the word. That's how that's how I see it, and that's what the scripture says. Um, this this is just a Bible study that I'm doing here on Facebook and on my podcast, and I, I believe I really believe that we that we are um, this is doing God's work. Uh, I really truly believe it. That, that uh, you know it's only thirty minutes or forty five minutes on one Thursday of the week, but I think. I think this is a calling that, that God gave me to just, you know, hey, you know, preach the word to people who are friends and family who are out there and don't get the word every day. Um, uh, the church address that I'm at is 10555 Edgemere. I, uh, let me see here if I can just post that real quick. One zero five five five, Edgemere Road. Okay, here in El Paso, Texas. It's on the corner of Edgemere and Ken Ross. Um, so please, um, yeah, we're just gonna sort through clothes and just, uh, brothers, you can you can drop off stuff if you got uh, children children clothes things like that. Um, they they'll take anything. Uh, poor people that they just they just have nothing. They're they they tell you a lot of their stories. A lot of them speak Spanish, so they they told me some of their stories and their plight to to come here to the United States, and um, it's very sad. And and uh, I think maybe one day we'll just we'll just talk about their their plight. You know what, their brother, uh, I just messed that up. It's one zero five five five, Edgemere. Sorry, I wrote too many ones there in the beginning. Too many, too many ones. Uh, it's one zero five 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 Edgemere, okay, uh, in El Paso, Texas, on the east side. And if you uh, take the I ten, you get off on Yarborough, and just you, you on Yarborough, you make a left and head up north, like you're going towards Montana. You run into Edgemere, you make a left on Edgemere, and you go about two blocks, and you'll be right there. You'll be right there, amen. Praise God. All right. Well, hey, let's let's close out in prayer. And I really appreciate everyone that that joined in. Uh, Brother Mark, who is uh, a million angels uh, uh, church uh, ministry uh, singer with his group, a million angels. I really appreciate your 
your ministry. Uh, my daughter-in-law, Erica, Brother Carlos, thank you for joining us. Um, Sister R C.R. Brumfell. Sister C., it's been a long time I haven't seen you, so I, I hope you're doing okay. And my mother-in-law, Patsy, George Savala, who is the one uh, streamlining this here with www.novisioninternetradio.com. So please check us out at novisioninternetradio.com. It is another way, another platform to you for you to hear us in our uh, in our messages. Okay, uh, George Savala does a lot of uh, 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 interviews with uh, local city officials, with uh, representatives, and and other city officials, and uh, you know to to get people. Uh, make make them aware of what's going on in our city, and uh, that's the part of the uh, radio program that I am on, uh, the No Vision Internet Radio. Please check him out. It's a, it's a good. He has a good good site there also. Uh, Don, thank you for joining. Sister Griselda, thank you. Melissa, Johnny, RC, thank you for joining. Joe, always a pleasure. Thank you, brother. God bless y'all, uh, and let's. Uh, Let's close out with a with a prayer, Amen. Uh, Father God, we just thank you, Father. We just ask right now as we close out this Bible study, Father, that you continue to bless every single one who has joined in in this Bible study. I pray that you bless them, you keep watch over them, shine your face upon them, Father God. Lift them up in the countenance, Father God, and just be merciful to them, be gracious to them, Father God. Bless each and every single one, Father, and their families and the whole household, Lord. From uh, Sister Teresa, Father God, for healing. Brother Joe, for his back, Father God. With Sister uh, Griselda, Father God. Uh, just uh, in her testimonies that she has, Father. And what the God, did you give her visions, Lord, and dreams? Father God, uh, Carlos Diaz, Father God, that you give him to continue to continue to come to church and support the church and be uh, associated with our church as, with his wife, Father. We pray for Mark. And uh, his uh, Million Angels uh, Christian band, Father God, we pray that they continue to write word, to write songs and music for your kingdom, Lord, to be able to preach the gospel by music. Father God, we also thank Melissa, Father God, we pray for healing of all the medical issues that she's having, and that her appointments will be made, and that she'll be able to get medical assistance soon, and that, find, that they find what's ever ailing her, and that she comes to to knowing uh, you better and getting to church, Father. We pray for my daughter-in-law, daughter Erica, Father God, for her family and her children. We pray for my son, Omar, who's going through some difficulties, and but but we pray that he um, comes out of this fine, Father God, that he continues to look towards you and, and acknowledges that you are the, the, the all-living Father and that, that you can help him out of any situation. We thank you, Father God, for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, this is Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable here in El Paso, Texas. And guess what? God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Thank you. God bless you. And see you next week. Amen.